Welcome to Talking TRM, The Traveller Files, the podcast dedicated to the experiences of those on the road. During Talking TRM, the podcast, we discovered that lots of people working in this space do so in order to keep people safe, having even been involved in incidents themselves or witnessed them firsthand. This podcast sheds light on the lived experiences of people like you and me. These are their stories. In our first episode of Talking TRM, The Traveller Files, we hear from a now seasoned traveller and friend of Talking TRM, James Kington. In this episode, he reflects on one of his first international assignments as a chartered surveyor to South Africa to visit a mine that also happened to be a safari park. I'd like to add that James is sharing these stories to open the conversation of the traveller's experience. Often, companies are only aware of something after the event. We learn and are better informed for future trips. What is really important is that there is a mechanism for a traveller to report back, a method of reviewing that feedback and a process to take action accordingly. I'm really pleased to say that in James's case, across his career, these mechanisms for continual improvement were in place. Let's now hear from James. Essentially, the job was flying in and out of some of different locations, get, getting work done and getting back out again. Um, and yeah, I can remember now the first time I was sort of given that opportunity and, and the, uh, the, uh, the boss said, you know, would you like to do a job abroad? And, uh, you know, you've been sat there sort of dropping hints for six months. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, and, and, and straight into it, really, one of the first ones I went to flew out to um, to do a mining job out in, um, in South Africa. Um, and really excited, flew out, um, not a seasoned traveller at this point by any stretch. And um, as a lot of flights are, went via Johannesburg. So we landed in Johannesburg um, very late at night, early hours of the morning. Our uh, travel agent at the time had organised digs for us because we were flying up the next morning to um, uh, to near near the Kruger Park, uh, which was uh, which was a great experience. But we um, jumped in the taxi as as ordered, getting where we needed to go, and uh, set off. And thought there's quite a lot of hotels just by the airport. All right, I'm still driving, still driving. And then then as a as a Western inexperienced traveller, you see the big sign Soweto. And all you know at this point is the um, is what you've read in the news, which you know, may, may be fair, maybe not. Um, but uh, you sort of okay, I'm in Soweto, uh, and then we get dropped off at this what I can only describe as a half finished hotel, um, taken upstairs. All three travellers put on different floors, which again, a little thing that we changed off the back of it. Um, and and I just remember being dropped off in this room thinking, where the hell am I? You could hear gunshots, you could hear police sirens, and you're like, this is madness. Um, the, the room itself was sort of two two rooms. So I can remember going in the first room, locking the door, chair against the door, then going into my bedroom, doing the same thing, having everything with me in the bedroom, which was relatively small, locking the door again, another chair, and, and I don't know, I got a wink of sleep. Because um, we then off to a very early flight, and it was absolutely fine, nothing went wrong, but... Um, at the time, yeah, you were somewhat, um, somewhat panicked by it, and um, and from there, we you know had a tremendous time. We flew up to the to the um, to the Kruger, 
went to this mine and you know in terms of, of things you don't know till you get there and um and risk management we filled out a risk assessment uh risk training as you got onto the mine and the first thing they were saying is you know watch out for um reversing lorries and forklifts and all these things and you think yeah fine seen this a million times you get blase to it you fill it out and you have to move to the second screen and do a second sort of uh a bit of, of of learning and that was all about animals and it was all about um if you see a lion stand still unless the lion has cubs with them in which case retreat um if you see an elephant do this if you see a giraffe do this and you're thinking wow but you're still in that blase western mode of going yeah but i mean you know they tell me to watch out for fortness i've never actually been hit by one um and then we pulled straight out into the road and um we must have got five minutes down the road to the main drive to the mine and then a herd of elephants were just crossing the road in front of us, which is absolutely you know fantastic experience, but a whole different level of, of things to think about and um, and challenges to deal with when you were in a in a you know essentially a mine that was also a safari park. And um, as great as that was, it certainly brought challenges. Um, we had um, again sent off to do the do the sort of things on the fringe, being the junior member of the team and um, jumping out of car rushing around on the last day, really desperate to get it all done. And I remember running over to a building to measure it. And I'd left the door open in the car, engine running, trying to be dead quick. I turned around and between me and the car was a baboon. And then it became a foot race between me and a baboon to get to the car. And all I could think in my head was my first ever time I've been trusted to go away and the car's going to get written off by a baboon. It's going to be all my fault. Um, so yeah, that was, a, that was a somewhat challenging trip. Okay, so thank you so much, James, for those for that story and for taking us through that trip. I think there's a few things to consider. So firstly, I just want to focus on the, the airport hotel location piece. This was quite a few years ago, and obviously the way we book properties are, is different now. Um, but I can understand where this mistake would have happened because the way the systems used to work, um, hotels had to advertise themselves in a certain way to try and get business. But the point is we shouldn't really ever be in this situation. So we really want to push back to companies having accommodation programs that they have vetted properties. And if they are traveling to places that they don't go to regularly, then they have another process of ensuring that they only um, stay within a certain distance of an airport or of a certain destination and that the hotels are of a certain security standard or, um, or other things. This has always been very difficult to do, but things are changing. There's new technologies that are available now that can really support programs with a really good, strong, secure accommodation program. And I can't, I can't sort of suggest that enough as to how important that is. The other thing to focus on is the risk assessments. I love James's honesty versus then the reality of actually kind of what happened when they were, when they were in the park. I think we have to just try and remember as travellers that the risk assessments serve a purpose. They are there to protect us and to give us information. And ultimately, yes, they protect the organisation too, to say that they've done their part. But we have a part to play in risk assessments. Um, I've recently seen in some articles regarding um, how, we look at risk, how we look at risk when we're flying and how often we don't listen to the safety protocols anymore because we just hear it all the time. This reflects back as to what James is saying here. Um, we are the only ones that can look after ourselves when we're in a situation. We can't rely on other people to do that all of the time. So we should be aware. So yes, let's not 
poo-poo risk assessments, let's embrace risk assessments in 2024. Um, and I think the other final thing I just want to touch on is the feelings and the emotions that James went through on this trip. So first of all, you know, in that property, when they realised that they didn't feel safe or they were scared perhaps because of what they they thought or their, their own perceptions of the situation and the noises and everything else that was going on. That's not an ideal first night on a trip when you're expected to be working the next day. But also there's that bit right at the end where he talks about the fear uh, that actually you'd have to go back to the office and say that a baboon had written off his vehicle. I know it's, it's funny, but the point is we go through all of this stuff. We don't want to let people down. We do have our own uh, fears and our perceptions and, and all these wonderful things that make us human. And it's something we don't consider in programs enough. Um, and that's something we want to bring to the forefront in, in this podcast. So those are my takeaways. I hope you've enjoyed our first episode and we look forward to speaking with you all again soon. Take care. And that's it for this episode of Talking TRM, The Traveller Files. Remember, keep informed, stay safe and enjoy your next trip. If you have a story you'd like to share on The Traveller Files, please get in touch. You can send us a voice note or you can send your story to us and we'll share your experiences and keep you anonymous. Please send to bex at 8phaseconsulting.com. You can see all of our details in the show notes and we look forward to catching up with you soon. Take care. Need help implementing a standard or maintaining a management system? Ascent Risk Management can support you throughout any stage of your project. The expert team delivers impartial consultancy and auditing services across multiple disciplines. More than just box ticking, their team works in collaboration with yours to build up bespoke management systems that return real business benefits. Find Ascent online at www.ascent1.com. This podcast is a Clemark Studio production and was produced by Jessica Ingalls. Mm-hmm.